Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees in the Multicultural Mess. Thank you very much for having me having me in your in your homes and you're listening to your podcast. Um, it's a great day. It was raining the whole day and it was absolutely beautiful. Uh, loved it, every single second of it. And uh, yeah, reminds me of the monsoons in India. But uh, it was beautiful. Just had to have some bhajas, hot bhajas, um, some pakoras, uh, water pow, and uh, tea. And it would have been absolutely great with a match of cricket. It was fantastic. So here we are uh, with another podcast. And we'll think of that while we're talking today. This topic is on feminism, burqas, hijabs, niqabs, and supremacy. So there are three words that absolutely disgust me in my life. And those three words are that that form uh, the base of this chapter, feminism, submission, and supremacy. Um, and they're all born out of ignorant feudalism. So let's start with feminism, okay? Uh, according to Wikipedia, the advocacy of human, women's rights on the basis of equality of sexes is called feminism. Now, I want to throw up every time I hear the word. Ignorance is an understatement. So let me recap. I have based this entire podcast and my, my, my journey, my talk on the electromagnetic cosmos. We are the, our core, an electromagnetic vortex. Our magnetic field does not understand male or female. It understands three concepts, positive, negative, and magnetic. Our energy field does not understand color, form, label, sizes. So while our metaphysical and material self has a form and material properties, uh, it means absolutely nothing. Our metaphysical is that, that which runs the show. The, the show. Um, as long as you're giving us your psychic codes that do not make any sense, you will crumble and it will be eternal ignorance. In reality, you are interfering with your electromagnetism, uh, magnetic resonance, I, I apologize, you're interfering with your electromagnetic resonance that does not understand a word of what you're saying. So uh, your basic body, your show, is run by your magnetic field. And because it understands the cosmos is made of two things, physical and metaphysical. The metaphysical, the physical is the particles. And every particle has a charge, elect electric charge, uh, and magnetic charge, and that's negative, positive, and magnetic. So that's what runs the show. Now, the, these charges do not understand labels. That does not understand color, form, or anything. So as per my opinion, we forgot this, civilization forgot this knowledge, okay? We seem to be disconnected with our knowledge prior to this procession cycle, and we have been on a slow descent, okay? So uh, while our knowledge is not lost and still exists, we have just put to put it together and understand the whole sequence of events that makes us up. So we've been predominantly a patriarchal civilization since the last 3,000 years, plus or minus even more. Although this downward trend did not start with these religions, since the birth of our one and only Abrahamic religions, the currents forming uh, our waves uh, that started long before have surfaced a little bit prior, um, and 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 it has taken us absolutely into the opposite direction and berserk, completely berserk. So these Abrahamic religions have not really helped at all. Uh, on the contrary, they've made it worse. Uh, but 
at the same time, we need to understand the entire sequence of events that has got us to where we are. And we, and we seem to be talking about this feminism and women's rights all the time, burkas, niqabs, and, and so on and so forth. So prior to this, our civilization was paid, um, predominantly matriarchal. Remember, the cosmos works as an electromagnetic field. We do not work individually, but as electromagnetic frequencies, a concept which will play out exactly the same way all over the planet, only our labels change. So at the core, we are frequencies, electromagnetic frequencies. It's called cymatic frequencies. If you want to know what are cymatic frequencies, Google it. C-Y-M-A-T-I-C. That's Charlie Yankee, uh, Mother Alpha Tango India Charlie. Okay, so cymatic frequencies, and that's how we the, our frequencies work, and that's electromagnetic. So you will find, so we'll talk about, now that we understand who we are, we've just gone through it briefly, we will talk about women, okay, matriarchal societies, matriarchal tribes, what existed prior to these patriarchal times. So we'll find matriarchal tribes all over the world, on the Asian subcontinent, Africa, Arabia, and Europe. In the Arab desert, all tribes from Western Sahara to Indonesia were matriarchal. To give you a brief rundown of matriarchal tribes, one will see the women of the tribe in the seat of power. They make all decisions, control the education, child-rearing, commerce around the tribe, social events such as birth, the marriages, and divorce. The grandmother or mother was the head of the family. The men were those who went on caravan trips to trade, engage in, com in commerce, work in the fields and defend the tribe. For those who say that matriarchal societies were egalitarian societies, you are incorrect, unfortunately. Um, it was the reverse. <clears throat> the moment you put your label on something, the problem is not the label, it's the power behind the label. The moment power is concentrated into, uh, into one group, that becomes a problem. In a matriarchal society, sex is not considered a taboo. On the contrary, sexual relations is a free-flowing natural concept accepted by all. There is no stigma. The only exception here is that women is in, is in control and you can have partners, multiple partners. So in a matriarchal society, anyone can have intercourse with anyone. Uh, there's no real problem. Even if you're married, you can have multiple partners. And there's nothing to stop you. A woman, when a woman marries, various male suitors will visit her tribe. Uh, she will choose the best of her suitors. The man joins the wife's tribe and will take on her name. The children born, or born out of this wedlock will take the name of the women's tribe. <clears throat> However, even though the woman is married, she can have multiple sexual partners. So in the desert, the man's slippers are outside the tent. No other man can go in. Similarly, among tribal Tibetans, if a man's hat is outside the house, then there no man can enter. Okay? So, like I said, you can have multiple sexual partners, intercourse, uh, not a problem. Here is the rough part in, in a matriarchal society. It is not common for a woman not to know who her father of the child is because she's having sex with multiple partners. She doesn't know. Um... <clears throat> And once she has a child, it will be brought up by the tribe. Okay. That child doesn't have any idea who the father is. Uh, and that's a problem. Imagine children not knowing who their fathers are or mothers. Well, they know who their mother is, but they, they won't know who their father is. And that always creates an emotional problem, anxiety, so on and so forth. 
What I was surprised to learn is that, say you're married in a matriarchal society, in a tribe, you're married, um, your, your wife has a child, multiple child, even if the child is not made with the, the uh, official partner, doesn't matter, the child is brought up along with the rest of the tribe. But the woman suddenly decides that, you know what, I do not want my partner anymore, I do not want my husband, she can divorce him. The husband has to leave, there will be a divorce regulated by the women of the tribe, so the women are going to regulate the divorce. Uh, the man will lose his children, the tent, the cattle, and is basically left empty-handed. So he's not only lost his children, uh, and probably it's his, not his, we don't know, it's his children, he loses the child, the tent, the cattle, and is left empty-handed. In a scenario like this, imagine what is going on in a man's head. He's depressed, he has lost his children, his livestock, his tent. Even if he goes back to his mother's tribe, he's never forgotten his children. He becomes violent, anxious, and the cycle continues. Imagine the children that their psychic knows that there is another part of them. They will miss their father. If they're old enough, they will have memories of him. The children grow up and repeat the same cycle. The children produce generation after generation of men and women who are depressed emotionally and finally violent. This will explode in the first when here we go. They will go the other side and we get patriarchy. That is why the pendulum swung the other way. After generation, it all takes its toll. It's, if this sounds similar, look at the African-American society in America. In the 30s and 40s, there are predominantly two-parent families. Since then, there are generational violence in homes and communities. Sorry, since there was generational violence in homes and communities of color, families breaking down, rape, incest in the homes and were mounting. Due to the inability of the women to sustain themselves independently, mothers and fathers were forced to stay together. Lyndon Johnson, the American president, passed an Economic Opportunity Act in 1964, otherwise known as the War on Poverty Legislation. This allowed mothers facing violent fathers to go into single-family homes. Um, however, fathers, uh, so mothers facing violence went into single-family homes. Fathers were able to leave their homes and partners and enter into non-wedlock relationships either, and either could leave any time. The children growing up predominantly were without fathers after that. So in general, in 1960, 5% of America were born in homes with unwed mothers and no father. In, in, eight, in, in 1980, it was 18%. In 2000, it was 33%. In 2015, it was 41%. When it comes to African-Americans, the stats are 25% of, of families, children were born to single-parent homes in 1965, and it was 73% in 2015. These stats are got from uh, an American, American um, writer, co columnist, um, political uh, advocate, or um, uh, a political commentator called Larry Elder, and I saw it on PragerU.com. Uh, uh, so Larry Elder, very, very nice gentleman. He's African-American, and it's absolutely a great fellow. So now that you understand the stats, that once this... That the, the, the homes, the children in the 1960s were born predominantly to two-family two homes, two-parent homes. In 2015, it's gone up to 73% for, for, um, 
for African Americans and 41% in 2015 for the general population, which is a big, big number. Now, that has caused multiple problems in society. You know, in, in, in America, there are drugs, there's violence, there's rape, there is everything you can think of, and especially within African American homes. Uh, and that has caused, and, and, and they don't know how to handle it. They're big talk about this right now, telling people to understand where we've come from, the journey we've taken, why we've taken. There's a lot of debate in American society about this. If you go onto YouTube, you'll, you'll see them talking, especially the right talks about it. The, the left doesn't talk about it. The left only talks about racism, Islamophobia, xenophobia, far right, far this, far everything, um, and, and how you're a victim. That's what the right, the left talks about. Okay, They're absolutely ignorant group of people. I'm very sorry. I apologize. And I was on the left so that's why I know but on the left on the right they talk about real issues and this is one of the big issues that they're talking about now that you understand this the problems that it causes single parent home can you understand how matriarchal societies went berserk the internal trauma led to external trauma then led to violence and more violence the men became being frustrated needed to survive and evidently those whose pendulum swung would have wanted to take revenge However, in our ancestral matriarchal societies were nomadic. So when you're nomadic, you have no possessions, no fixed dwelling. So how do you vent your anger and frustration? You have lost your livestock, your children, your tent, your friends. And what is left? Nothing. You have nothing to, to take revenge with. The only thing left is land. So that is when they started... Um, colonizing or taking over tracts of land and making it theirs. Now, this didn't start with Abrahamic religions. It did not start in, in the Middle East. It started slowly all over the planet, little by little by little. And the Middle East is always the last to, to, to uh, come of age and the last to join the, the cycle of events, that the waves, the currents to form its face because it's so deep and it's so difficult to penetrate this region. So that's why you have... It really is the last of 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 the entire planet to find that uh, to to really make this change. So this was towards the end of the cycle. Um, matriarchal societies absolutely just went berserk and slowly died out. And even in the desert, people started colonizing land, and that was why, because of the reason that they could no longer take this matriarchal nightmare that was going on in society, even nomadic society. Um, we have come slowly, we have slowly become stationary since then, losing our nomadic lifestyle while claiming land as our home. So that's when lands have been claimed as ours, mine, yours, and we started fighting for land because that was the only thing left for the men to take their revenge on. Land became owned, men became men came slowly to power, and even women would have left to join the patriarchy. Tied with trauma and hierarchical status of the establishment of matriarchal societies, where even some women in the lower echelons of society would have been left out. Now the pendulum of our cymatic frequencies would have completely swung to the other side. Rules and laws were enacted and enforced, giving them power. Um, 
so when we say women were repre are repressed second-class citizens of the planet, do women there have the courage to say every time we point the fingers at others, we're showing them a mirror image of who we are? Um, do we as a civilization want to take responsibility in order to have equal responsibilities? No. No woman wants to do it. They want to point fingers, their feminist fingers, at someone else. We, however, have no problem in saying women's rights and feminism. And that's why I do not like this word. So here is an important example. When a child is growing up, if the parent abuses the child, then the child grows up to abuse his spouse and his children. So when we see a man abusing his wife, do we ask who is the mother that abused him? We blame the man, but we have no courage to take the mother who produced the trauma in him to task. We call this feminism. I call it hypocrisy. What is important to understand is the simple fact with which I started this chapter. Every species of life is made up of male and female, X and Y chromosomes. This means that everything that transpires in, in life of, both par uh, of two parents will be inherited by the children below. So if your mother is violent and your father is calm, you will still inherit violence. Your biological form and color, shape, or even species means nothing. You need two sets of parents, sorry, two parents, one mother, one father. Even if they're two of the same gender, you have to tell them the story to, to that child that his or her conception was for male or female. So you have gay people, uh, transgender, and even two, two, um, uh, I don't know what um, uh, two gay women are called. My goodness, a lesbian. I apologize. Goodness, I lost my my vocabulary for a while. So even that, if they adopt a child, that's fine. But you have to tell them he's born out of man and a woman. Um, the moment you leave that uh, out, you're looking at internal trauma. Okay, which will then cause generations of current currents and tsunamis of trauma. Okay, so you leave that out, you're probably not going to have a problem one generation, two, three generations down the line, those are going to form tsunamis of trauma. This leads to division, marginalization, power groups, clans, tribes, kingdoms, and countries. All of the above starts with the loss of knowledge about our electromagnetic vortex, which leads to the divide and rule for power. Until we do not connect the dots and look at the whole sequence of events, we can forget about equality. More importantly, we need the science to put back into schools all around the world to understand the science behind who we are and clean this con these concepts of, concepts of us versus them, man versus women. In order for a pendulum to swing, you need a cataclysmic event to turn the tide. So look at Abrahamic religions. Okay, we, we said, I said earlier in previous podcasts, they were born at, in the Levant, uh, which, are, which is a very seismic zone. Okay, so you always have turbulence, um, seismic events, geological events happening, which are cataclysmic and is a vent, an explosion, that will eventually lead to a exodus. And that exodus means you 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 have to make do with what you have and eventually that turns the tide um people in the levant were always forced to adjust to the cust their customs and the way of life which let 
to them see another way out of the boxes that they lived in, and here we go. So we got Judaism that was matriarchal and had matrilineal customs in them. Um, th their customs are based on proto-Hindu matriarch, sorry, proto-Hebrew uh, matriarchal foundation turned patriarchal. So a lot of Judaic customs are matriarchal. Comes from the time before uh, Abraham uh, Abrahamic religion started. Um, and these customs, um, these are come from the matriarchal civilization. They were rebranded and now have become Judaic customs. Um, now, where the pendulum um, in the in eleven, the pendulum swung many times, uh, and volcanic pan volcanic uh, eruptions and pandemics um, gave them a vent to to rise up above the status quo and really form their own kingdoms and own tribes and own traditions and adjust and adjust and adjust and out of that we got the layers of, of Judaism we have today. They spinned off two empires, Christianity and Islam, and we have the Christian tradition and Islamic tradition, the husband gives dowry to the bride, uh, the old bedroom matriarchal uh, customs um, are still in place but rebranded. So. When you see Islam, you see the husband gives a, a bit of a meher, it's called, to the bride. That's a matriarchal tradition. Uh, another example is World War II in Quebec, for example. The women were slaves of men before World War II. So the church was controlling everything in Quebec, and literally the women were practically slaves of the men. You couldn't go to a hospital, uh, sign into a hospital until a man signed you in. You couldn't have... Um, you couldn't have uh, sign a check without a man, and the man had to sign the check. The church controlled everything. The number of children they produced, singing, signing of bank checks and, and, and bank accounts, which would not be done without a man. A woman could not undergo an operation without the consent of a man uh, or a husband. When the men left for war, the state and the clergy had to do something to let the women be dependent on, upon themselves while the husbands were away. This led to the women having more powers. Eventually, when the man came back, the women did not need them anymore and did not let go of their liberties, especially for those whose husbands never came back. This led to a silent revolution and a more balanced society than we have today. So Quebec was not exactly the perfect place to be 60 years ago, 70 years ago. It was pretty much something like you see Saudi Arabia, except there was no hijab and no burqa. This concept of power to a label requires the people to submit to a group or particular concept, all of which is non-conforming components are left out. And we have submission. Submission leads to feudalism and eventually to supremacy to maintain the power structure and then it explodes. And this is how f feminism, um, the matriarchal society exploded and we've gone to patriarchal society. Uh, there was a silent revolution in many parts of the world and the silent revolution has got us to be to where we are today. Uh, so now we understand fem the, the history of the, the transition 
from feminism to to patriarch sorry from matriarchal to patriarchal we talk about something that happened during this time this, the, during this transition time it was very very important something happened that we still talk about today um, it's called female genital mutilation FGM you've heard about it you've heard it happens mostly in, in Muslim societies which is true but it also happens in other societies especially in in Africa and sometimes in Asia too a word that sends tremor into all women. It's, main, it's mainly associated with Islam uh, that has institutionalized this concept in their literature. However, it predates Islam and, and, and is even followed by non-Muslim um, sects in Africa and sometimes in Asia, like I mentioned. Thanks to multicultural immigration, it has fallen now all over the world. A menace justified by the love for Allah and his vote bank ideologues. However, given that I have discussed this in a paragraph, in, in the paragraph above, um, let me explain to you again. The, the matriarchal civilization was coming to an end and it was going haywire. It was going berserk. Okay, it was towards the end. Uh, it's like a car that's that's running out of fuel. You understand? It sort of humps its way slowly to a standstill. The nomads and the tribes around the w would have desperately wanted to stop this menace. As the tide slowly changed and nomadic power gradually shifted uh, to patriarchal landscape, there would have been, there would, ha there would be any way possible to stop this free-flowing sexual energy of the women and put a control over their progeny to ensure a control lineage and balance as per their understanding. So the women would keep having on sex, sex, sex all the time. Even the men were having sex. So they, they would have tried to put a blot on it and stop it in some way in order for them to stop having sex, uh, for the men to stop having intercourse with them and sort of control their lineage and balance it up as per the new patriarchal laws and that were being in, what, that were in transition. In the days when they had no other way out, stitching the female genitalia would have been the only way out. There could have come, from there could have come other reasons. However, given the scenario, this is the only one that sticks out in my mind. Today we have forgotten this transition, we have forgotten the patriarchy, the matriarchal civilization, and FGM has become a bona fide institution. However, it would have started during this time. The only way for the new civilization, the new way out, to change the status quo, to change everything around it, um, and to stop, put a stop on the um, f atrocities that were happening or, or control the population, like we have con population control today, they would have had to have some type of way they had sex control uh, and put a lid on the women's vagina and the only way was to stitch it up and that would have become FGM. Now, it could have been many other reasons, but this is one that really sticks out with me after all the research that I've done. And uh, this would have been where we got FGM from. So you see, it's not as simple as that feminism. Well, the matriarchal societies made many, many mistakes. Um, no one chooses to research and we practically say that feminism oh, was a great thing. The matriarchal civilization was so great. It was horrible towards the end, at least. Um, some people would have maintained the status quo. Some people would have uh, liked it, but people who abused it got out of sync. 
matriarchal societies still exist today and there are many tribes in Arabia who still keep it, their nomadic tribes keep it, and they prefer this society than the patriarchal society, even the men prefer the society. But we don't talk about it so much because the Middle East is, is, uh, is, um, is Islamic, uh, but it still exists. So I will take a break from there. I thank you so much for listening. I hope you've taken notes. Please share this podcast. Have a conversation with it. Discuss it. Discuss what I've talked about. And share it with five friends. Have this discussion with five friends. um, And share it and ask them to have this discussion with other friends. And so the chain continues. We can clean up our minds. Clean up society. Have the conversation in a a controlled fashion. And and, uh, bring about a change in society. So thank you very much. You have yourself a great day. Cheers and enjoy your day wherever you are in the world.